The scripture this morning is from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of, Ju of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler, who is to be shepherd 
who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they, when they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. month of December, we have been unwrapping Christmas one word at a time. And I'm kind of kicking myself because if I had had this vision before this week, we would have had Christmas presents all around and actually would have opened it up for each of the words. You can see the five words that we've already unwrapped this season. Hope, peace, joy, love, and faith, which we opened on Christmas Eve. And I want to unwrap some more for us today, but I also want to share... Th the truth as we unwrap these words, that there's more happening here. A woman named Corrie ten Boom, who was a Dutch watchmaker and later a writer, worked with her father and her other family members to help many Jews escape from the Nazi Holocaust during World War II by hiding them in her house. They, she and her family were caught and she was arrested and sent to a Nazi concentration camp. She was later released um, after the war was over and made her way to the States. And she says this about Christmas. Who can add to Christmas? 
The perfect motive is that God so loved the world. The perfect gift is that he gave his only son. The only requirement is to believe in him. The reward of faith is that you shall have everlasting life. So the Christmas story in many ways tells itself, but we as people of faith continue to grow, continue to seek, continue to hope to have more answers. So the first word that we're unwrapping today is seek. Because just as the wise man sought the star of Bethlehem and the king that they were anticipating, we seek the king as well. We seek to know God more fully. We seek to know how God is interacting in our lives. Our second word is Emmanuel, which literally means God with us. God loved us so much that he sent his son. In preparing for the women's retreat back in September, I was reading a book called Present Over Perfect, the inspiration for our retreat, by a woman named Shauna Nyquist. This may sound familiar to some of you who were on the retreat, but she talked about the song, Oh Holy Night, which is my absolute favorite Christmas carol. And I think that the reason that it's not in our hymnal is because it's difficult to sing with the range and everything else, and we'd rather have someone who can sing it well than all of us trying to butcher it. Um, but the words are absolutely gorgeous. And there's some words that jumped out at me in the reading of Shauna's book. The first verse reads, O holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared, and the soul felt its worth. Have you guys ever noticed that before, that it talks about the soul feeling its worth? It took until I read the book to, to have that jump out at me, and it took Shauna several years to come across that as well. And she said that as she was listening to the song anew, she said, all of a sudden, the words from the carol I've sung for a thousand times stopped me in my tracks. He appears, and the soul feels its worth. Jesus is born. Love comes down from heaven in human form, and a soul feels its worth. Because that's what I've been searching for, ringing myself out for, zigzagging the country for, for a sense of my own worth. That's what we're craving, a sense that we matter, that someone sees us, that we are loved and valued. And so some of us try to earn it. Some of us try to avoid the pain of unworthiness by escaping with drugs or shopping or whatever. Some of us pretend to be perfect instead of admitting that behind the image, we feel as small and as unworthy as we ever had. The soul's worth, though, and this is what's so important about what Shauna talked about, the soul's worth, though, doesn't come from earning or proving. Image doesn't matter. Outrunning the emptiness doesn't work for long. Each soul, every soul is worthy because God made every soul. Because of his love, his son came to earth and walked among us. Because God's love for us is so deep, so wide, and so elaborate that he wants to be with us, to walk with us, to teach us how to live in that love and worthiness. It's only when you understand God's truly unconditional love that you begin to understand the worth of your own soul. Not because of anything that you've done, but because every soul is worthy 
Every one of us is worthy of love, having been created by and in the image of God's love. Amen? How beautiful is it that God loved us so much that God came to earth in human form to be with us, to teach us the way, to be with us, God with us, Emmanuel. It's such a great gift that we are given, not just in theory, but in truth, that we are valued, that we are loved. An awareness of that love, that sense of the soul's worth, not becoming my... That changes everything. That's what that sentence says. That changes everything. And once we realize that our worth is not defined by what we've done, what we've accomplished, or the image that we project, but by the fact that God loves us so much, that God wants to walk with us, we want to pay homage. We want to give our thanks to the God of our creation. I don't know if you noticed, but homage is said like three or four times in the scripture that Sonny read for us. And it was fun listening to everyone on Christmas Eve try to read it, and from, from our youngest reading it at the early service, probably eight or nine reading it, all the way to um, our young adults reading it at the 8.30 service, hearing it over and over again, giving honor to the new king, giving honor to a new reality. That's why we're here. That's why we worship, to give honor to God, to pay homage to the fact that a gift was given us to us that was so profound that our lives are transformed, that we recognize our worth in our very creation, and we celebrate and give thanks to God. The last word that I want to add to our, our unwrapping Christmas is dream. The shepherds went home by a different way because of a dream. Joseph didn't leave Mary because of a dream. Joseph and Mary escaped to Egypt because of a dream. We all have the opportunity as we're stepping into the new year to dream about what God is inviting us to, to dream about how God is with us and encouraging us to step forward in faith in such a way that we radiate the truths of hope, peace, joy, love, and faith with those that we encounter so that our world is transformed. When we pause, when we reflect, when we take a moment to let God talk to us in any which way that God does talk to us, whether it's through our tangible dreams or the ways in which we feel motivated and inspired, whether it's a still small voice that says, this is what you should do next. When we dream, when we allow God to take and shape our lives, we can truly let Christmas be more than just a day or a season, but let Christmas be in our lives where we embrace the fact that Emmanuel, God is with us. Amen?